I will set out for Gaul myself and confront our enemies. They will learn the error of their ways. But why might early Christians have called Nero the Antichrist? I will quash my deluded enemy, not with the sword. I intend to sing to them. Nero has lost his mind. Welcome back. Uh, uh, oh, this Mac is not running fast enough to record the video from this call. Oh. Really? My Mac's not running fast enough to record video. That's bullshit. Fuck. That's bullshit. <laughs> My MacBook Pro. <laughs> it's only a couple of years old. It, it, anyway. It uh, welcome back to Nero. Uh, episode 36. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of a sad day. Uh, for me, um, yesterday I found out uh, that long, long, long-term fan of all of our shows, mm. uh, supporter of all of our shows, and a, and a friend, uh, Victor Santoki, passed away. Um, I was due to stay. My family and I were going to stay at Victor's house next week. <sighs> When we're in LA, right. he has a guest house, and he he put me up in that guest house last time I was staying in LA, yeah. like uh, twenty eighteen or whatever it was, yeah. and um, offered to do it again. Very generous guy, big lovely heart. guy, retired lawyer. Um, yeah, big heart, real sweetheart. And um, yeah, he'd said, "Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, you stay with stay with us when you're here. Love love to hang out and." Um, I last spoke to him like about a month ago and um, a couple of days ago I sent him a text message going, are you ready for us to turn up on your doorstep next week? And I didn't hear anything back and I thought, that's weird. Like normally he gets back to me within 12 hours, you know, he doesn't have anything else to do. He's retired. And I knew he'd been struggling with um, a brain tumour for quite a few years, Um, but and I knew it prevented him from driving and it prevented him from riding. He used to ride lots. He was part of a, like a men's riding group around LA with some movie stars and cool. stuff, rock stars, movie stars, and Victor. And, um, and uh, yeah, so he didn't reply. And I was like, oh, that's kind of yeah. weird. So uh, I jumped on his Facebook page and saw an obit. And um, then I went to his brother's Facebook page and... Confirmed that he passed away peacefully in his sleep two days ago. So um, pour one out for Victor Santoki, um, like uh, born and raised in LA, grew up, went to Hollywood High. His parents, well, his mother, his parents, and also his um, stepfather were very vocal communists in Hollywood in the fifties. Got caught. Both had to testify in front of the um, House Un American HUAC activities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they fought against McCarthyism. Once he 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 sent me the transcript of I think his mother's um, uh, speech mm-hmm. in front of HUAC, mm-hmm. where they she basically just tore <laughs> McCarthy and the whole <laughs> anti-communist thing a new asshole. Good for her as being a breach of freedom of thought and freedom of speech in America and the downfall of America. And, you know, he, he tell me about all the famous uh, playwrights, blacklisted playwrights like Trumbo that would have dinner at his house when he was growing wow. up and, um, 
you know, he was, uh, yeah. He sent us a photo like a year ago. It was like, oh, it's my birthday party or something, a photo. And, and Elton John was there. Chris, he was like, is that Elton John? He goes, oh, yeah. Hey, he lives around the what? corner. Elton what? came in. <laughs> I've got cows living next to me and, and rabid raccoons. I mean, fuck. When I was in L.A. in 2018, uh, he took me out for lunch at Olvera Street in the old Mexican district. Mm. He took me to see some of the old um, Mexican revolutionary paintings and murals that were there. Wow. And he was big into revolution, like for a, for a white, rich, um, very <laughs> successful lawyer. Yeah. Uh, you know, senior partner at a major law firm in L.A. told me that he, you know, represented Trump once right. many years ago. Um you know, uh, he was a firm believer in um, the fact that American capitalism had gone well and truly off the rails. Mm. Med- American military intervention around the world was uh, bringing more negative than it was good. He was a he was a, a strident critic of America, whilst at the same time loving being an American, loving America, loving LA, yeah. deeply passionate about la and la history and, and yeah he also he was taking me around showing me oh come into this building this is where this scene in blade runner was shot and wow. this is where this scene in clockwork orange was shot and or set or whatever and, and um you know he, he he sort of loved hollywood history loved uh, you know american history uh it just a, yeah just a real yeah. sweetheart and uh I'm going to miss him. And you're right. That's what we need more of. We need someone who's who loves this country, who's loyal to this country. But at the same time, because of that very love and loyalty, they're able to go, you know, there's some things we could work on. There's some things we can improve and not just my country, right or wrong, or if you don't like it, get the hell out. So good for him for fighting the good fight. Actually, well, you know, I've said this a lot of times, loving your country is stupid. That's <laughs> something that's stupid and it's for stupid people. Right. Um, what, do, what do you love about your country? What, do you, what does that mean, I love my country? What does that fucking mean? You're, you're, you're glad that you were born in, in this particular geographical region that you were born in because you think it has some good shit? What does it mean? Well, you love your country. I'm, like, I think Australia is okay. Right? I don't, I, I'm glad. I feel really lucky to have been born in Australia. Yeah. I don't particularly want to live anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, because I think we've got a really good combination of social protections. Our political system works relatively well. We don't have a lot of violence. We've got good health care, mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. But I wouldn't say I love my country. To me, that's like saying I love the oxygen. I mean, it's mm-hmm. meaningless. What does it What does it mean? It's stupid. Yeah, I'm going to respectfully, non-respectfully disagree. But all those reasons that you just listed about why you like your country um someone might use those very same reasons to say they love their country it's 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 their right as a god-given american and uh, we don't have a good government we don't have health care we have tons of crime and tons of violence so i'm not sure why we could why there's anything to love anymore but it's the idea of america that we were given as kids Again, it's stupid. Yeah. Um, it's like saying I love Santa Claus. Well, anyway, let's, yeah, let's let's not go. Nothing about that. Because I have a joke later Victor on. And if we get too heavy, it's and, not going to work. Um, and yeah, this show is all about setting up my jokes. I think you know that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. My boys were in LA for the last six weeks. I bet and, they love it. Um, I said to 
I said, and Hunter had spoken to Victor on the phone because Victor had tried to help Hunter uh, in the process of getting a green card to go there. And I said to Hunter, like, you should go take Victor out to lunch while you're there. And he goes, yeah, yeah, no, I should do that. And he never did, you know, 21 years old, too busy, pussy and booze. And and he was, and I was like, and he he said, as he was leaving, he's like, oh, look, I'll be back in a couple of months. I'll get, I'll take him out next time. And then, of course, Victor's dead within a week. So, yeah. Just uh, Carpe diem. just a reminder, I guess. Yeah. Tell people that you love that you love them, Ray. Yeah. I love Aww. you, Cam. Uh, I love you parts know. of you. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's some pretty hair? good parts, but you start. Like, you got to start somewhere. Like, oh, I love the hair. Love. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I don't know what to say right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> look at that! Look at that! Look at my glorious. <laughs> Mane of silver hair I'm growing out. You're not going to believe me, but it's absolutely true. My pubic hair looks a lot like what you just did. I can do that with my, I mean, just fold it out and let it fall to my knees. But it's a whole thing. And the other thing I want to talk about this week before we get into Nero. Please. uh, And, you know, if you're going, I'll just get on with it. Keep in mind that we've got about three more episodes and we are done with this series forever, possibly, perhaps. Unless we get paid a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah. unless you beg us with money. <laughs> uh, so uh, let us drag it out. Uh, yeah. So the other fun thing that happened uh, for me uh, last week was, um, I mean, you know, when I came home from Bundaberg last time, I brought like a, this massive uh, sack, like a Santa sack, an old white man sack, um, Full of VHSs, oh home videos, God. family videos that past. no one's looked at for thirty years because Mum doesn't have a VCR and yeah. we don't have a VCR and who the fuck has a VCR? <laughs> so I've been taking them sort of half a dozen at a time down to this guy who's digitising them for me, and I got right. one back the other day. Right, it's me in nineteen ninety three. Oh my God. Um. I shot a video for my grandmother. It was her birthday. I hadn't seen her in five years because I was living in Melbourne. And I sh- and I rented a video camera for one day That's nice. to shoot a video for my grandmother that I sent up to her. And so it's me with my then fiance when I was 23, right. um, not even married, my first wife. She's on camera talking to her and giving my grandmother a tour of my flat in Melbourne, our flat in Melbourne. So here's the thing. Right. It's bizarre, right? So at one point, I, I take the camera into my office, messy, messy office. I go, this is my office. No computer on the desk because it's 1993. But there's massive piles of books and papers and pictures on walls. It's like this office, but far, far messier. <laughs> and um, at one point, I slowly pan the camera down the, the books right. on, on my desk at the time. There was a book, uh, Barbara Tearing's Jesus the Man. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, apparently when I was 23, I was into, um, you know, uh, yeah. early Christian history already. Right. The book underneath that was called Understanding the Stock Market. Mm. Uh, Good then on the wall uh, of, of my office, there was mm-hmm. uh, Leonardo da Vinci's self-portrait the famous ah, one of him as an old man. Right. That was on the wall. So I was already into Leonardo then. Wow. Um, and when I go across my bookshelf in my, in my living room then, the camera pans across. There's books on Fidel Castro, <laughs> Noam Chomsky. Uh, there's so, books on 
Science, philosophy. Oh, Nisargadatta. One of the books on my desk was Nisargadatta, the the guru that taught my guru, Sailor Bob. His guru was Nisargadatta. There's a book about Nisargadatta on my desk. So I was into Advaita and philosophy. Right. Um, and the bookshelf just had all this. Oh, there was there was also the the uh, books on Napoleon on my mm. uh, bookshelf. There was this book that I still have. It was called like A Hundred Lives, and it was a book that I first read when I was like eighteen or nineteen. It has a chapter. It's a bit like the book you and I, but you know, it's basically my the book you and I are writing. Condemned right. to repeat it. Right. Um, yes. You know where we do a chapter on all the characters on each of the characters that we've talked about over the last eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like that. It had, it had a chapter on Churchill, a chapter on Napoleon, a chapter on Caesar, a chapter on Alexander, a chapter nice. on, you know, all of these people, uh, Stalin, FDR, Truman, etc. And, uh, you know, that's where my interest in the lives of these guys came from. It was when I read that book. That was the first book of, sort of historical biographies that I ever mm-hmm. read. And then that led me to read more about Napoleon and Caesar. And so, so here's the thing is yeah. either I haven't grown very much as a person in the last 30 years because I'm still just doing the same yeah. shit I was doing 30 years ago. I vote for that. Well, I mean, go ahead. no, I know you haven't grown in the last Actually, 50 years. you'd be you wrong stopped at and five I'll prove and, it in a second, but please continue your thought. Yeah. <laughs> I know you take a little blue pill and you grow an inch, but that's not what Two we're talking inches. about here. Thank you. It, Two inches? It doubles. That's it doubles. quadrupling. It do- <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Here comes the boost. Wow. Boom. I'm, I'm amazed that uh, Viagra I don't have you doing infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> Who says I'm not? Who says I'm not? This because oh, a fake background okay. behind me. I actually live in a mansion <laughs> on a yacht and my own lake. This is all fake back here. Go ahead. You just want to be relatable for the podcast. You, you, you. Um, or, true. so I haven't grown much or, in 30 years, or right. yeah. I just, I don't know, peaked very young. You peaked, yeah, I, 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 there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with or, that. here's yeah. the other way. Uh, I've been interested in all of these subjects, science, philosophy, history, uh, you know, the history of religion, um, you know, politics. Yeah. Since I was 18, 19, 20, and, and uh, I just figured out at some point how to make a living out of it. And, cool. and the stock market, investing too. Right. Figured out how to make a living out of my hobby, my there interest. There you go. So I, yeah. yeah. Now, compare well, that. What, what, was on, what was on your bookshelf when you were 23, Ray? Well, <laughs> compare that to my story. Uh, on my bookshelf was things like, well, see, it's different for me because I was learning how to read at age 23. So there has definitely been growth. Um, they were mostly picture books and we don't need to go into specifics. Uh, don't worry about that. A lot of Dr. Seuss, but the point is I learned to read at 23, found the love of history at 24 and, and just growing since then. Just th- there are so many things that I've heard of that I don't know anything about, but that I'm familiar with. I mean, just it almost encapsulates the history of everything, but it doesn't because I don't know that much. But tons of growth, tons. Wow! Growth. Thank you, thank you. It's not wow. a contest. Don't do don't wanna, get jealous. Do you want to do you want to hear uh, me talking when I'm 23? Yeah, I I I more I want to hear you more then than I do now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. If you're gonna soft pitch them wow. in there, I'm gonna knock them out. I'm wow. sorry. Yeah. And we're about to be face to face two weeks from uh, now. 
that's going to be fine. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's this bit at the end of this video where uh, it was kind of right. funny. I tell my grandparents, I uh, say, so send me send me a copy of this video because I want to uh, show it to my kids ah. one day. So I, and then I cool. did. Let's see if this will play. I just had a major revelation that um, if you actually press the red button and then walk away, it keeps videoing. We were trying to figure out all these great ways video Sue and I sitting and talking together and I was going to try sticking down the button with some uh, tape and blue tack and stuff but I figure if I just press right. it it stays on. Well guys, uh, that's about it. It's uh, 10 to 11 uh, on Tuesday the 19th of October and we're going to be putting this in the mail first thing in the morning. So uh, happy birthday. Brian, um, I, hope, I hope you've had a few laughs out of this. We have. <laughs> it's the most laughs we've had in one night since uh, the night I proposed to Sue. Downhill uh, since then. Yeah, these are great, these video cameras. I need one of these. I need lots of things. Hope you have a really good weekend. Um, Glendad, try not to beat her up too much. It is her birthday. But if you are going to do it, use a, a telephone book so uh, it doesn't leave any obvious bruises. Good advice. Good advice. Uh, if my family, uh, i.e. my parents and my sisters are watching this. Uh, at one point, <laughs> I say, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to have to buy a video camera now and I'm going to do like a 38-part series on my life. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Even the idea of long, never-ending series back then, I was uh, to you. back was then. Was that before yeah. puberty yeah, visited yeah. you? Because that voice was pretty up there. It's on. I okay. know, right? It's okay. That yeah. that voice. And and the yes, accent kills me, pure. too. It's like this. It uh, pure. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit more yeah. Queensland back then, muddled, up there. A little bit now. nasally. Yeah. 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 But, your, but your balls yeah, are dropped now, now yeah. so that it makes all the difference in the world. They, they keep well, dropping. that's called old age. Um, uh, remember what Ricky Gervais said? He was lying in the tub one day and he, he moved the suds and the bubbles and he looked in the surface and there was his balls because they had floated to the top. <laughs> and he just said that's what happens when you get older. They extend and they just float on the top with you along with your sponge or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, where were we? Well, we're 20 minutes into this. We, we should, should get into some Nero. <laughs> yeah, I didn't come here to fuck spiders. I'm here to talk about Nero. Look, <clears throat> I don't know about you, Ray, but when, you, when you've been up to no good right. and you get caught out. I hate that. You have two options, really. One, yeah, yeah. yeah. you can acknowledge uh, your failings. Take a take a personal inventory. Make a, make, a uh, yeah. make amends to the yeah. people that you've harmed, and try and change your ways. Like AA, yeah. Like AA. Yeah. Or two, right? You can deny it ever happened and just blame someone else. <laughs> I like the way two sounds. I I think I'm about to go with the old deuce. Yeah, I thought you yeah. would. I thought you would. Yeah. And and so did Nero. Nero was a number two kind of guy, right? Uh, when rumors about his wild nightly uh, sex romps around the city yes. started to leak out into the public, no pun intended, he 
went, oh, my God, this is horribly embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe I should uh, change my ways. Oh. And then he went, who am, I, who am I kidding? I'm the fucking king. Uh, let's blame someone else. Now, the problem was he was trying to figure out who let it slip. Was it one of the one-legged midgets sure. that he had at his sex parties? Was it, Very was it the lady from Thibaut's sex palace with the... Uh, Legless lizard. Oh, my, bu- uh, my money's on Or the, yeah. the bike. Right. Or the, or the, or the monocycle clip like. <laughs> bike. <laughs> Still not exactly sure where the pleasure is in that, but what I keep slapping night? Chrissy, but she's like, right. what? Yeah, hold still, no. Chrissy. Yeah. Uh, no, he decided it wasn't those people. It no. wasn't the clit slapping girl. It no. was Cilia, a senator's wife. Right who had been his chosen associate in all his profligacy, according to Tacitus. Yeah, she was there at ground zero. No pun intended. Just she liked a good fucking. So she was banished for not keeping her fucking mouth shut. But he didn't kill her. And then he yelled, keep my name (laughs) out of your fucking mouth. Oh, not my penis. My yes, name. he didn't kill her. Yeah. He didn't kill yeah. her. She just got banished. Yeah. Banished for saying, you should have seen what Nero got up to last right. night. It uh, was wild. Yeah. Yeah. When the two midgets put him on the spit, I thought I'd seen it all. It was amazing. Absolutely. I wish I had a camcorder, but I didn't. Uh, but yeah, she knew all of his ins and outs. No pun intended. And then he goes after... Two very prominent guys, uh, Thrasea Paetus, yes, who we've talked about in the past, and we'll re- re- remember, re- recall, remember, revise, sure. repeat, <laughs> remind you about repeat. what right. what he did, yeah, who he was, and my favourite guy, uh, Barea Soranus. <laughs> And if he didn't have a sore anus at the start of his story... He, he will at the end, yeah. Oh, he yeah. will at the end. Trust me on this, yeah. <laughs> sore anus. Like, there's a, there's a name. Yeah. That you have to be proud of. Uh, you got to wear it proudly. Yes, yes, right. yes. Yeah. If he was around today, he'd be like... Like, I heard recently, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, the guy who plays uh, Gus Fring, and is the bad guy in every television series right now. Right. He's in the bad guy in The Mandalorian. He's the bad guy in The Boys. Mm. He's obviously the bad guy in Better Call Saul. Love him. Basically, in Hollywood right now, if you've got a bad guy, you're contractually obliged. It has to be Giancarlo Esposito. But I heard recently on the Better Call Saul official podcast that he pronounces his surname Esposito. Oh, I don't think... Giancarlo Esposito. That's not right. And that's... Berea, Berena Serranus was always walking around going, it's Serranus. <laughs> Serranus. 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 Oh, my God. How many times? Yes, it is, but yeah. that's not the point. That is not the point. Or Serranus. Like, they go, no, no, it's not. Uh, astronomers go, it's not Uranus, you child. It's Uranus. He's like, no, it's Serranus. They're like, yeah, yeah. sure Whatever, it is. Whatever, Serranus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever. Uh, no wonder. Oh, my God. Both of these guys were members of the Stoic opposition that we Ooh. talked about 
in the past uh, around the Pisonian conspiracy mm-hmm. and, of course, the the um, death of uh, Seneca. Yeah. These guys we've talked about in the past as being members of the Stoic opposition. Uh, Thosea was the most prominent member, apparently. Right. But th- there's no evidence, as far as I'm aware, that Thrasea or Soranus had any part of the conspiracy, the, Pis- the Pisonian conspiracy in the previous year. Tacitus yeah. doesn't associate them with the conspiracy back then. I disagree. I think what Th- Thrasea did, and we'll go into this in a minute, I think what he did was actually worse than trying to kill Nero. But we'll, we'll go into that. Okay, but he wasn't involved in the conspiracy. No, 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 no. no as absolutely. far as we know. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Well, you, you do, so you're agreeing with the guys that charged him and wanted him dead? Uh, well, let's put it this way. Instead of me answering that, you know I don't like to be uh, nailed down on specifics uh, because this is history. It's not exactly an exact science. Let's list for the <laughs> Particularly listeners. Particularly when you're doing it. <laughs> let's list for the listeners some of the things that Thrasea did. No, no, shit. No, sh- well, yeah, but no, not I'm not, yet. I'm not, we'll I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. We'll let them decide. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tacitus, I want to talk about the fact that Tacitus has no love for the Stoics ah. himself. Um, he lived through what it was, uh, ended up being like the final gra- grand hurrah of the Stoics. Right. Uh, there was a conspiracy in the year 93 against Domitian mm-hmm. led by... Thrasea's, but led by the son of Thrasea's son-in-law, Helvidius Priscus. Good name. Yeah, yeah, he was a bit of a Priscus too. People are like, you're such a fucking Priscus. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Helvidius Priscus was uh, uh, a prominent opponent of Nero at the time too, right. and his son led against Domitians. And Tacitus wrote about how people like the Stoics men and women, brought about their own downfall. He wrote, Let it be clear to those who insist on admiring insubordination that uh-huh. even under bad emperors men can be great and that a decent regard for authority, if backed by ability and energy, mm-hmm. can reach that peak of honour that many have stormed by precipitous paths, wow. winning fame by a melodramatic death, but doing no service to their country. Yeah. So he's like all of this, you know, oh, I'm so much better than all of you. I'm right. going to slip my own wrist because I'm holier than thou. Right. What What, what are you accomplishing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. That's what I say when people march through the streets with placards complaining about shit. Really? What do you think that's going to do? No yeah. one gives a shit. You got some exercise. Yeah, you have to... But yeah, you got some dynamite. Go blow <laughs> something up. That'll get action. That's right now, I respect. But you know, marching in the streets, yeah. they're fucking laughing at you from their ivory towers. Yeah. What are you doing? Exactly. Like, Fuck shit up. Yeah. Shut the economy down. If you want to ch- bring about change, right. you need to mass strike. Shut. The, the only thing they care about is money. So shut exactly. it and, and exactly sex with children. Five, Just, two things. Know. Okay, two things: money and sex with children. Take one of those away from them, and you've got their yeah. attention. It got my attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the money. Uh, the money, of course. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But in my defense, I did use the so money Tassinus, to pay the kids. So um, the point is, it's complicated. As we kn- it's complicated. <laughs> 
As we know, Tacitus is sort of um, pretty conservative, and you know, he's, he's a big believer in the good old days. Yes. And, um, and, and, you know, the crazy thing is, like, so was Cato. Like, the Stoics all were big fans of the good old days, but yeah. they were trying to bring back the good old days. But it, Tacitus is like, yeah, all of this uh, grandstanding, holier-than-thou bullshit, that's not very, that's not Roman. Right. You want to change things, pick Fuck, up a sword, motherfucker. That's it. how you change things. Yeah. 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 Make something, yeah. stab something. That's my motto, stab something. Stab anything. That's how you make change. All right, so let's get into Thrasea's, Thrasea's list of... Yeah. Uh, Crimes, uh, Ray. You wanna you wanna tally them off? Sure. Uh, in, tally me banana. Uh, in no particular order, because uh, this is coming from Wikipedia. Uh, first of all, Thrasea had walked out of the Senate during a discussion of Agrippina. Now we know that Nero had a complex relationship with his mother, but she was still his mother. So. Nero probably did not appreciate that. And I think a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the ju- uh, Juvenalian games when that Nero started in 15... 15- well, yeah. Hold on. So go back to the yeah. Agrippina thing. So what the, the, the story is yes, that please. when he murdered her and he was justifying it in the Senate... Right. And all the senators were sort of applauding him for doing uh, it... Yay! Uh, Thrasea got up and walked out. He could He's just- like, I'm not having it. I'm not just, having a part of this bullshit. But this see, is a bunch of fucking bullshit, is what he said. But, but listeners, uh, the, but the jury, this is only act one of how much this guy was an asshole and he was disrespectful to Nero, our main man. Okay, so that's number one. Uh, like I said, during the Ju- uh, Juvenalian Games that Nero started in 59 to honor himself... Uh, for shaving his beard for the first time and becoming a man. Um, when you had, when he had these games, they were semi-private, but the people who showed up all walks of life were expected to participate, to perform, to do something, because basically it was just a chance to release, have fun, be silly. Thrasea didn't do very much. Um, a lot of people got up there and either sang their heart out or danced or whatever you do for these performances, but Thrasea, again, did not put much into it. So that's disrespectful to Nero. But there were some other games where uh, Thrasea did dress up and either sang or did poetry uh, in another form of game. So he can't do it for Nero, but he can do it other places. Fuck you. That does, that's not very nice. Uh, let's see what else I've got here because they kind of jump all over the place. And I'll edit this out. Bear with me one second. Bit of a cut. A bit of a cut. Thank you. Oh, and remember when the praetor Antistius Socianus was being sentenced to death? Thrasea was one who stood up and said, uh, is there any chance we could do something other than kill him? We've been doing a lot of killing. Let's shake it up a little bit. Let's have a little variety. And so he proposed a lighter punishment which was accepted. So again, he is dissing Let's see Nero. if I can make this make sense. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. It is a pleasure to talk to you. And when, um, when uh, Pompeo... I think it's great. Do, do you mind, Ray? I'm trying to fucking talk here. And Pompeo was given divine hey, honors. Man. He missed that meeting. And he missed her funeral. So in what way is How he not... How dare you, sir? How dare you, sir? How? In what way is he not pissed off Nero? I've just been checking him off left and right. This I'm guy is one pissed. Fourth Cherokee. Oh my God. I gotta take that 
box from you, and I'm going to shove it so far it's going to tickle I your I want this tonsils. person dead. I want their family dead. I want their dog dead. That's what Nero was saying because this guy is pissing all over his shit. You don't piss all over my shit. I- I'm the princeps. The point is, he's been disrespectful from day one. Was he making good decisions? Not hot. Repeat. Not hot. I swear to God. Was, was uh, Thrasea making good decisions? Was he standing up to tyranny? Or was he ignoring the eternal D-back? What say you? You're a complete monster. And I hope hell is real. And I hope you're there. Oh, this is the Ray and Ray show. I can't say I like it very much, but the point is he has a track Jimmy's record. Jimmy's getting angry. Ray's getting angry. Fuck Jimmy. The point is he's been disrespecting Nero. His old enemy, Thracia's old enemy, uh, Capito Cossetianus. Yes. Um, who Thracia had prosecuted and he'd come back and he's a friend of Tigellinus and all this kind of stuff. He got up and gave a speech against Thrasea in the Senate. Thrasea, he said, at the beginning of the year, always avoided the usual oath of allegiance. Right. He was not present at the recital of the public prayers, though he had been promoted to the priesthood of the 15. He had never offered a sacrifice to the safety of the prince or for his heavenly voice. Sorry. Sorry, Nero. Though formally... He had been assiduous and unwearied in showing himself a supporter or an opponent, even of the most ordinary motions of senators, and I don't mean bowel motions. He had not entered the Senate House for three years, and very lately, when all were rushing thither, but not hither, (laughs) just thither, with rival eagerness to put down Solanus and Vetus, he had attended by preference to the private business of his clients. This was political schism. And should many dare to do the like, it was actual war. The country, in its eagerness for discord, is now talking of you, Nero, and of Thrasea, as it once talked of Gaius Caesar and Marcus Cato. Thrasea has his followers, or rather his satellites, who copy, not indeed as yet the audacious tone of his sentiments, but only his manners and his looks a sour and gloomy set bent on making your mirthfulness a reproach to you. He is the only man who cares not for your safety, honours not your accomplishments. The prince's prosperity he despises. Can it be that he is not satisfied with your sorrows and griefs? It shows the same spirit not to believe in Popeye's divinity as to refuse to swear obedience to the acts of the divine Augustus and the divine Julius. He condemns religious rites. He annuls laws. The daily records of the Roman people are read attentively in the provinces and the armies that they may know what Thrasea has not done. Either let us go over to his system, if it is better than ours, or let those who desire change have their leader and advisor taken from them. That sect of his gave birth to the Tuberones and Favonii, names hateful even to the old republic. They make a show of freedom to overturn the empire. Should they destroy it, they will attack freedom itself. In vain you have banished Cassius if you're going to allow rivals of the Bruti to multiply and flourish. Finally, write nothing yourself about Thrasea. Leave the Senate to decide for us. Is it important that Thrasaeus's daily schedule be all about Nero? It's like, 
I mean, some, some of these accusations are pretty fucking weak or they're made up or they're not based on anything, but it's, it's almost like you're not paying enough attention to me. You're not, you're not supporting me enough in my hour of pain with my wife dead, even though I'm the one who probably killed her. That's not the point. Uh, but it almost sounds like Nero just needs this, the spotlight on him all the time. And this guy doesn't show up for three years. And somehow that, along with some other things, is a, an offense worthy of death. I don't know. It, it seems like they're reaching um, here. Shock, gasp. No, I did not. Can you tell me about him? It just seems a little much if that's their accusations. But the point is Nero You know what? It. If you and I could get along, <laughs> fuck, we could rule the world. I mean, this would be great. I wet myself a little. <clears throat> Why aren't we getting along? Where are we? Yeah, so he, he like, the, the, the accusations against Rosaya aren't that he was part of a conspiracy. Yes. Uh, it's just that by not licking Nero's nutsack right. every day, he was setting a bad uh, uh, example. Right, loyalty. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, and I mean, look, there's probably an element of reality or truth to this. Like, he was obviously, uh, um, what did they call them in Vietnam? An objector? Um, oh, a moral objector. No, objector. Uh, conscientious. That's it. He's yeah. a conscientious objector to Nero. But that's not. He's like, listen. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. He's not criticizing him in yeah. public. Yeah. He's not standing up. He's not writing anything. He's not. He's not a Cicero exactly. attacking Mark Antony. Yes. Or or even uh, um, 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 Octavian. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah, he's he's not he's not doing that. He's not grandstanding. Yeah. He's just not going along with it. Not not going along with it. Yeah, yeah. he's just like listen. Yeah. I'm just like, like Seneca did. Yeah, in the last few years, just like okay, I'm I'm retiring out of this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not I'm not going to stand up and point the finger, but I'm also not going to participate. I'm just right. going to. Yeah, but by not participating, he is in fact. Pointing the finger is their argument. That's his way right. of protesting is by not... It's like when, you know, senators uh, get up and walk out of Congress, uh, you know, or, or the Senate, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when they get up and they walk out when a vote is about to happen, they're like, yeah. no, nah, we're not... Yeah. Uh, we're not We're not participating in even. this. They're making... Yeah. yeah, they're making a point. Exactly. That's their um, statement, yes. Yeah. Now, uh, he's an old-fashioned guy, believes in certain rules of conduct, um, got a lot of dignity. Uh, he's a, you know, uh, he's, a, he's a classic stoic. He's a great stoic. Right. But um, this is uh, not making him uh, very friendly to Nero. Uh, let me ask you, don't you wish sometimes, and, and I don't want any grief for this, but I almost kind of wish that the Roman Empire had been able to... Uh, wipe out the Christians and keep the Stoics, you know, a little switchy-roo there, but it is what it is, you know, so, um, too bad. Yeah. Too damn. Yeah. But yeah, clearly the Stoics, with their lack of passion or whatever the proper words I should be using, their loyalty, the idea of putting one man above yourself, one man above everybody, I mean, that's, they're like, no, 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 we don't do that, and we leave simply. That's the exact opposite of what Nero wants, and it's pissing him off. And he's only in his 20s. 
Yeah, look, look, I think the thing with the Stoics is, I mean, they didn't um, advocate for any particular form of government. They didn't advocate for anything, really. I mean, the idea of Stoicism, as I understand it, and we had our guest on Mm -hmm. recently that talked a little bit about it. You know, the, the Stoics accepted that things are the way they are, mm-hmm. things happen the way they happen, people people have to do what they have to do, and including us, you know, yeah. we have to do what we have to do, which is we can either be involved in the world, as Seneca was right. uh, for many, many years, the right-hand man to Nero, or we can not be involved in the world uh, if you know whatever gives us more internal peace and happiness and makes us feel good about ourselves, and it, like Seneca in his older years and and Thrasea uh, during these years of Nero, uh, like the bad uh, the bad years, he just chose to step out. You know, right. he's not he's not saying, well, we don't support a uh, princeps because Seneca did support. The princeps for many many years, you know, right. Seneca was, it was Cato supported yes. dictatorships yeah. back in the day too when they yeah. were required, but didn't like Caesar. Um, but yeah, so the, anyway, I think we'll, we'll get onto this in the next episode right. uh, more about what happened to Sorinus, <laughs> why he had a Sorinus, uh, the creams that he was uh, <laughs> applying. Uh, and what happens to Thrasea in the next episode? No, please tell me. It's fun to talk about my penis. <laughs> it is, actually. Big fan of my penis. <laughs>